Hi, and welcome to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh Bashinsky. Josh, Star Trek quoting Bashinsky. There are four lights. Uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> I have with me, as always, my Black Hat co-host, Clint Butler. Say hi, Clint. Hi, Clint. <laughs> and he's such a he's such a wise and hammer. <laughs> and also, I have our our long-standing co-guest host, Ted Kabaitis. Say hi, Ted. I was muted. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How you doing? So if you've never seen the show before, we are the best SEO show that are on the interwebs. It's because we have the highest level of knowledge of the most exact specific kind of knowledge. What kind of knowledge? I'm going to show you today. I'm going to show you today why we're better than everybody else. Because recently it's been brought up that that might not be the case. And so now we're going to bring it. Uh, also later on today, we might be joined by uh, an old friend of mine called the Gypsy. He's, he's also known as David Harry. I know everybody. I know just about everybody in the SEO industry. And uh, he started recently doing his own hangout again. Uh, he worked with uh, the Dojo guys and Terry and those kind of guys. Bill Slosky, Amon Johns, hangs around with those kinds of guys, if you've heard of them. So I'm going to go on their show this week and uh, and uh, stir the pot maybe a little bit. But David said he might be nice enough to join us today. So who knows? Maybe he'll join us. Maybe he won't. We'll have him on the show at some point. So uh, before I get to the uh, bringing it, as I said, the bringing it portion, I want to talk about some new stuff in the SEO industry. Uh, before I do that, if you're watching this on YouTube live, you can ask us any questions you like. All the questions are on the top right-hand side there. Uh, just ask us if you just be so kind as to put a few asterisks in front of it so I make sure I see it and know to answer it on air. Also, if you have any sites that you want us to do site clinics for at the end of the show, we might be able to slip in some site clinics. Add in your site you want us to take a look at, and we can give you our best five-second SEO kind of opinion on, well, change this, do that, look at this, look at that. Um, sometimes that can be quite helpful for people, quite useful. And if you have any SEO questions, all, any SEO question you ever want to ask, we're going to, we know the answer, we have the answer, ask it in the chat, and we'd be happy to get to it at the end of the show. So the first thing I'm going to move to today is, is typically what I do is what's new in White Hat and Black Hat SEO. Um, uh, most of you probably already know this, but Google has recently gone on record and announced that they have now done what's called the speed update or the mobile speed update. And they are now specifically saying that uh, mobile sites that are slow are going to have a ranking problem and that speed on the mobile side of things is a direct ranking factor. Um, this is not such a big deal for me because I've always considered speed to be a, a ranking factor, either direct or indirect. It used to be a, it, it always has been a direct ranking factor. They've always said if your page takes longer than 20 seconds to load, there's going to be a direct problem there. But I always took it as an indirect ranking factor as well, given that if you're pissing off your users, they're going to do bad stuff. And I believe they've been tracking those signals. And I have some proof to prove that today. Well, I, I think historically it's been a situational ranking factor. Like I used to take a ferry to get to work and the internet connection on the ferry was super slow. Mm -hmm. And what I'd notice is on the ferry boat, my rankings were awesome. And then when I get into the office, my rankings were depressing again. <laughs> it's because the big bloated sites would fall out on the very limited internet connection. Right. Okay. Interesting. So that's, that's fantastic. That's very interesting information. Yeah, so um, yeah, there's a lot of information out there about how speed could or could not be a ranking factor. Just know now that Google has gone on record and stated it's a ranking factor uh, for mobile anyway. And um, that could very well be how they're going to rank your desktop site too. Um, doesn't seem to be the case. Google, with the mobile site, uh, mobile, um, the mobile index, 
which has been rolled out, which means that Google is now indexing your mobile site and they're keeping a, a copy of your mobile site in their index and they're ranking the desktop. We thought they might rank the desktop off mobile factors, but they have recently announced that they're ranking desktop site on desktop factors and the mobile site on mobile factors. The only change really is that the mobile site is what they're keeping in the, the main index and your desktop site is in whatever their supplemental index or whatever because they have more than 50% of people are searching on mobile and looking for mobile related things. Uh, and so that's why they made that change. And so we have to keep watching this. It could be that if your mobile site is slow, suddenly your desktop rankings are going to take a hit. I think that's already the case. I think if you're mobile, I think there's enough tests in that I've done and enough tests that the, the SEO intelligence agency, which is a group that we all belong to have done real raw empirical tests to see like time to first bite and other stuff. Uh, if that's actually a, a factor, and it seems like it is to uh, rankings, uh, uh, maybe not directly, but probably indirectly, I think, for users. And so that's that's my opinion. I don't know. Do you guys agree? I, I know, Ted, you just agreed. Clint, do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I think it's been a ranking factor for a long time. Whether it's a significant ranking factor or not, it's only uh, in the past, I'll say that it hasn't been. Yeah, um, them saying that it is now a direct factor in your algorithm, you know, I, I don't know how any more clear they have to have to make it make it them mobile site. It's, yeah, it's 2018. If you don't have a mobile site by now, then you might as well just close your business because you're. Yeah, that, uh, that is kind of a problem. Now, here's a good question, and I haven't seen it answered yet. Barry Schwartz asked them, and say what you want about Barry Schwartz. It is good of him to keep bugging them on some stuff. I think he could be a little bit more non-pro Google, he's a little too pro Google in my books, but still he's asking him, he says, well, what about AMP? If my site is on AMP, is that gonna beat all the speed factors? Is that gonna make it faster because it's served off Google servers? I haven't seen he's got an answer for that yet. So I'm gonna keep my eye on that and keep watching for that. So thanks guys for joining. If you're late to the late to the party here, as I said before, we're doing a site clinic at the end of this hangout. If you have any sites you want us to look at, put them in the chat. Any SEO questions you want us to answer, put them in the chat. And now, unless there's something new in Black Hat SEO that Clint would like to cover. Uh, actually, I'm testing out something new. I don't know if I want to give it away, though, because it's really cool. Um, I'll think about it. And then also, we're going to talk about those uh, the PBNs, building those, and my ideas behind the PBNs. But um, I'll debate how far I want to go with that, too. So, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to twist Clint's arm to, to, yeah. to give us his secrets. <laughs> Of course, it's it's dangerous to give away secrets. In fact, today yeah, I'm going exactly. to go to a point and not give away secrets after that. I'm going to have to, and I'll explain why. What about clues? Can he give us a clue? Well, clues is a really good one. The thing that I found today actually it wasn't really found. It was just think of it this way. Look at the traffic. When you're looking for PBNs, go look at the traffic for those sites and see if there's any orphan traffic out there for these websites, these domain names that you're getting. Ooh. Why those domain names based off of the traffic, not only the metrics? Ooh, that is a very nice clue. <laughs> I like that. That's that's Colonel Mustard in, in the drawing room with, with the with the pipe. That's that's a big clue right there. So, like uh, I like that. Uh, Stephen Buchanan says, new board game, black hat clue. Exactly. I've got the links in the forum with the Fiverr, and I win the, the, the black hat clue. Okay, no, Fiverr should not be part of your black hat game, probably for most 90% of things. Uh, okay, so fantastic. Well, we're going to pay more attention in future episodes for more clues coming from Clint. But today, I wanted to make good on my promise of bringing it, the it. And what is the it I'm going to bring today? And this is the it I'm going to bring today, is that here's the problem. 
So quite recently, I went on to to uh, our, our good friend Chase, Chase Reiner, who used to be our co-host here for the show, and then he went off on his own and branched off into his own. He his 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 dewy dewy wings unfurled, and he sailed out into the interwebs to make his own community, and it's doing quite well actually. He's got around seven thousand members on his Facebook community. That's fantastic. Here's the problem with that. The problem is is that, and this is not a problem with his community by any stretch. This is a problem with the entire internet, right? Is that for some reason, we all seem to have devolved down into a bunch of weak little pathetic idiots who viciously attack each other with personal attacks that have no substance and have nothing to do with anything. And so I recently went on to this, this, uh, this group and I, you know, I told them in no uncertain terms that they didn't know what they were talking about. And then the personal attacks start, you know, like, Josh, I don't like your beard, or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and I'm like, why you guys, you're, you're trying to be mean girls like on The Bachelor and you're failing miserably. You can't even do that right. You know, <laughs> this, is, this is quite pathetic. And it, it is a huge problem. And, I, and I'd and like to start on my own podcast is why is the internet so vile? You know, like, like Gamergate and things like this where people are seriously coming to emotional and physical harm from petty fights like this. Well, I, I think in the SEO community, we need to stop doing that. And this is how I'd like to stop doing it is that get back to the evidence. Right, get back to SEO debates and get back to the SEO evidence. And that's what I'm gonna to bring to you today is some SEO evidence. So let me actually share my screen here. And while you're bringing that up, I'll give my two cents before you get deep into it. Sure. I think the getting rid of it probably won't go away until we get rid of the, the hats theory. <clears throat> you know, the white hat, gray hat, black hat crap, because there's, there's always going to be people that are on their moral white horse telling other people what is consider what is bad because they, you know, they wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. And I think that's just what kind of leads into the other petty crap that, you know, you're going to talk about here soon. So. Well, I, I would also add that it's important that to recognize the e-commerce aspect when people are paying money, they kind of have a right to write a review and if that review is negative, that's not a personal attack. You know, negative reviews are beneficial. They help you create, you know, better products in the future. And they set expectations better with your future buyers. And we've all bought things on Amazon that had negative reviews. And I'd be willing to bet that we adjusted our expectations because of them. Indeed. Yeah, no, for sure. I know These are all valid points you guys are making. I agree completely. Um, oh, you made an infographic finally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, this is for those of you who've seen my chart before the five ranks of necessary SEO evidence. I'm going to talk about this for literally five seconds and move on. So, here's the problem in the SEO industry, and it's that people think they have knowledge and they don't. It's not an SEO problem, it's actually a philosophy of science problem, it's a philosophy of knowledge problem. They don't know what knowledge is. They think that their, their casual in the field observations about what they thought they saw ranking or what Google told them, or even worse, the opinion of some SEO on some talk show like this, unvetted and unverified, constitutes knowledge. It doesn't. <laughs> this is where we generate hypotheses. This is where we generate, you know, hmm, I, I observed in the field that my three competitors all have images on their index page. Maybe an image on the index page is a ranking factor. Emphasis on the maybe, right? Not it is for sure, maybe, right? That doesn't constitute knowledge. That's where we generate hypotheses. It's on level one and two here 
that I know Ted will, will know exactly what I'm talking about, and Clint will too. It's on level one and two here where we actually get knowledge, where we stop generating hypotheses and we start generating facts. And when I say start generating facts, I mean because this is an iterative process. We can't just run one single variable experiment in science. I need to run an experiment, then Clint needs to verify it, then Kyle in, S in SIA needs to verify it. And then we need to, then knowledge starts to be made, right? When we can verify each other's experiments and like, yep, I tried this and you're right, it is a ranking factor. That's where knowledge starts to be made in single variable experiments in controlled environments, which I'm about to show you some. And also, but not to forget, what I consider to be the second rank, uh, sorry, Ted, I consider it to be the second rank, uh, is niche specific correlation studies where you think, hmm, I wonder if an image is a ranking factor and you can do a correlation study to see, yeah, well, in the 10,000 sites I checked, it does correlate with rankings or it doesn't correlate with rankings. Of course, that doesn't mean it is a, it's causal. This is where we determine what's causal up in the first rank, but at least this is where the knowledge starts. So how can I go on to these, uh, these boards and argue so effectively that I, don't, I know that they don't know what they're talking about? And it's because I know that nobody does this. Virtually nobody in the industry uh, runs correlation studies the way that TED does, TED Software does. Uh, and I know why, because they don't have TED software, because it's just starting out. I mean, he just recently went into this this uh, group and said, hey, guys, you should be using my software. And it's for these reasons, because this is starting how to change hypotheses into knowledge. And also, it would be very uh, time consuming to do it manually. TED software checks like 500 different factors over over 1,000 different sites. That would take you a month to do manually that he can do in five minutes. Yeah. So if you want the software, it's bit.ly uh, bit slash get dash Cora. Bit.ly dot slash get dash Cora. That's where you can get his software. You can check it out. And also you can run experiments like I'm doing manually if you like, or you can join the SEO intelligence agency. I have a coupon code for that as well. Email me if you're interested. Now, why would you want to join this, the SEO intelligence agency? Because you get knowledge like this, which I'm about to share with you here. So I've done some experiments and they've recently panned out Oh, the fading infinite regress of video. Um, here they are here. So you guys can see my, my screen here on the right and the left here. Yes, yes. Yep. Fantastic. I'm going to try to make it a little bigger so maybe it won't be so hard to see. So I'm going to go through a couple experiments for those of you who have never seen any of my experiments and how they work here before. For example, I just started running two new experiments, and this is very exciting. So I'm running CTR. So people claim that people ask, is click-through rate on the Google SERP a ranking factor, or is it not a ranking factor? And then, or is it just direct traffic going to the page? Is it a ranking factor, or is it not? So I decided to test that. So I have I have garbage SERPs like this SERP here. You see this SERP here, this FT6QQ. I control virtually all the pages on this SERP. Right? There's no traffic for this SERP. No one's searching for this. There's no links being built. There's no social. I control virtually all the variables. And so this is a, the testing environment that I like to use. And this is how I know that if I do this 10 times and it keeps working, I know it's a ranking factor for a fact, not a hypothesis. And this is how I know my knowledge is superior to those people who do not do this. And that's how I can so uh, uh, confidently and rather annoyingly <laughs> go onto these boards and poke the bee's nest, as it were. So I'm running two tests here to see, and this is, let me tell you what the test, it just started running it, so it's very early days, but let me tell you how this test is running. So um, uh, the CTR, we're, we're running about 100 different, I'm not going to tell you the source of the traffic, but we've got a source of traffic that's going to go to each page equally, about 100 visitors for this and 100 visitors for this one. 
This one is they're going to go there directly, and they're going to do some, some magic there. Uh, and then these ones are going to go through the Google SERP. They're going to do a search for this, uh, this uh, search query here. This is the keyword here. I'll even show it to you here. They're going to do a search for this. They're going to click this one down here, uh, which is the, yeah, the VG4EM. This is the one down here they're going to click. And they're going to go to that page, uh, and then we're going to see if the click-through rate of them clicking on this is a ranking factor. And so they're both, they were, they were ranked out now. It's very interesting to, to note that I started sending traffic to these, and Google flushed them down the, the, the toilet for, for, my, for my tester, although I still see them here from my IP address, but this IP address doesn't see them. But what's going to happen is, is, is we're going to see, is this just traffic that is the ranking factor, or is it CTR that's a ranking factor? We're going to see if this one happens sooner than this one, because whenever I've tested direct traffic in the past, it's taken a few weeks. It's going to take, it's taken three to five weeks in the past. And, and CTR, the other tests that people claim to have done, takes only a few days. And so we'll see if this goes up in a few days or it doesn't. One, that's hypothesis one, number testing. Hypothesis two is that CTR is a ranking factor. And if it goes up higher or less than the direct traffic goes up. So again, these are both ranking on spot five right now. If this one goes up to three and this goes on, this one goes up to one, not only do I know that CTR is a ranking factor, I know that it's a much more powerful ranking factor than direct traffic or vice versa. Does that make sense, Clinton Ted? Yeah, it does complete. Yep. Awesome. So that's a test. We just started running it. It's very exciting. It'll be interesting how that's going to pan out. Let me show you some of the other tests that I've run. And I've got a bunch, I've got uh, my list here. I've got six other tests on my list that I haven't even started yet. Um, if I, anyone wants to be my apprentice and help me run these tests, uh, email me and I can get you into my apprentice program. Uh, that would be a, a good help to try and get some of these done. Here's some of these other tests I've done for those of you who have never seen the tests I've done. So for example, here's a really uh, interesting one. We made a JavaScript link. So this is not a do follow link. This is a link that just launches JavaScript and is not the, uh, an anchor tag link. Uh, it uh, was from a Tumblr blog. And what happened here is that the JS Tumblr link seems to work. Uh, but I'll, I say seems to, because this is one of those tests where things really got messy. So let me go back here uh, some months so we can see how it worked here. Well, that's populating. So this is what we did here. So it was in spot three for a very, very long time. As you can see, that this, this page was in spot three for months. And this is what I do is I normalize these pages where I see where they are, and I, and I only test one that had been in a spot for more or less for months, right? And I, I know there's this, these, these periods where they're gone. I've, I've normalized all these because I've run these test servers for over a year now. I know when the pages all fluctuate, and I can watch. The, I can see every page on a server fluctuate, and I can start weeding out the noise, so to speak. And so what we did is on September 20th, we made a link, and then uh, we spot checked by September 25th, and it was gone. It had uh, was gone for a little bit, but there was a strange boost weeks later. So I'm not sure if it was traffic or that that gave me this boost. But then it seemed to fluctuate after this, but it's is, is more on top than was number three. So this one's a tough one to call, right? Was it the JS Tumblr link that seemed to give a positive boost? Or was it the traffic of people going to this page to test it seeming to be uh, giving a positive boost? 
either seem it did not go back to number three and stay at number three. You see, there's a difference between it, pop, it popping up here and popping back up here. So that again is starting to give a positive kind of look at maybe a JS Tumblr link and maybe traffic or ranking factors. And this is how these experiments work. Sometimes you have a very clear result, sometimes you don't. Let me show you one that gives a more clear result then. I mean, as you know, science is, is tough and sometimes you don't get clear results. Here is one that we had a very clear result. Now, um, for example, does the disavow help at all? So we made a, another uh, JS redirect link and we indexed it through Gmail, by the way. We didn't even index it through, um, uh, through like uh, submitting a, a, a page to Google. And on July 26th, it seems to work. But as you'll see here, we disavowed it August 10th. So let me get you the actual graph so you can see yourself. And you don't have to take my word for it. Apply that, update, let's go. And that will populate, hopefully. Okay, here we go. So um, August, July 26th, right around here, we made a link. It was a JS redirect link. Again, not, a, not an href tag. It was an href tag, but it didn't go to anywhere. It just launched a JavaScript program. But it still seemed to be counted as a link. As you can see here, we got a boost from this page. And it was ranking at this spot, number three, for quite some time. So OK, so I thought, well, can you disavow those kinds of links? So on August 10th, I tried to disavow it. Nothing happened. August 14th, I indexed the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the backlinks that uh, were in the disavow file. And look what happened. It got uh, dropped to spot four. And for a, a bunch of times there, it was actually off the SERP. Whenever there's a long pause there, it's actually off the SERP. And, and, and my, my tracking software can't find it. So we're up here that this is another case of if you disavow a link and Google doesn't like it, it might start A-B testing you. And I have more, more proof for that as well. But then after a while, it seems to, whenever you have any questionable links going on, Google seems to drop you and A-B test you. And then it came back strong and was ranking strong for quite some time. It dropped a little bit more to spot two, but now it's back on number one again. So again, I have this page. It was ranking on number three for quite a long time. I make a JS Tumblr link to it. I disavow it once. It does some, some, uh, some dropping and some intermittent stuff like I see every time I disavow. But after that, other than some, some dancing around a bit, it seems to be pretty strong at spot number one. Again, this is more This is more evidence to try and suggest that a JS link might actually work or it doesn't hurt. This just didn't get totally dropped off the SERP and that the disavow doesn't seem to do anything other than maybe make you de-indexed and, and dance around. Let's look at another one. Back to here. Okay, so let's look at this one here. Now, this was a test that Clint actually helped me with. This was our negative SEO test. The question is, does negative SEO help? Uh, what we did is we took a page and Clint, with his nasty GSA program, built 100,000 of the nastiest possible links he could build uh, to it. Uh, t tell me what kind of links you built to it there, Clint. Uh, some really bad words for the anchor text. It was directories, forums, blog comments, trackbacks, pingbacks, pretty much garbage. Garbage. As garbage links as possible. All the links that White Hat say don't build, 
Clint went and built them <laughs> in, 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 in spades, 140,000 of them. And look what happened. He built that around, oh, oh no, now Microsoft wants to update. No, Microsoft, not now. Uh, of course, that always happens when you're doing a live demo, right? So he, we built them around uh, May 26th here, and look what happened. Within a few days, boom, he, he, he uh, ranked that page at number one. And it ranked for about a week, and then it had some fluctuation, which was uh, atypical fluctuation. So this was not fluctuation on the site. So this only this page was fluctuating. No other pages on the server were fluctuating at this time. And so I think this is due to the questionable links that were built. This is kind of, and I talked to Matt Cutts about this one time, and he told me that they were building algorithms. Matt Cutts used to work for Google. And he told me they were building algorithms to try and fake out SEOs. And this, they're talking about this. Not only he talked about this, other people did talk about this as well. So I think this is what this could be here, is where they're like, oh, you bought some link, you, you made some links that look questionable to me. We're going to make you fluctuate here and see if you disavow. And there was no disavowing, at least at that time. And then, boom, we're ranking solid for many, many, many months. And so I thought, well, what would happen if I try and disavow? And I tried disavowing on August 21st and 25th and see what happens. August 21st, I disavowed 8,000 links. Nothing happened except look at this. After August 21st, look at these periods where it started A-B testing off the SERP. Not a lot, but these are periods here like between September 20th and September 23rd. For the 21st and 22nd, that it was gone off the SERP. It didn't go down to spot two, three, or four. It was gone off the SERP, right? It was, it was disappeared. And then it came back on number one. This only happened, look how solid it is here. Fully solid up until this point until August 21st after I disavowed. See that? Here's the point here. I'll move my mouse right to here so you can see. See how solid it is between here? And then after I disavow, now it starts now, and only now, it starts to A-B testing, exactly like we saw on those other two SERPs I showed you. And October 25th, October 25th, where is you, October 25th, I disavowed again using link research tools, their disavow feature, and again, nothing happened. It didn't go down to two or three. The only thing that happened is suddenly that, again, every now and then, although not very often, it's being A-B tested or, or dropped off the SERP. And this was only after, look at that solid line on the left and then the dotted line on the right. That is only after I tried to disavow. So again, every time I try to disavow in any of these tests, nothing good happens. Only nothing or slightly bad things happen. So again, I'm telling you, I have empirical proof here to tell you, do not disavow. And then finally, the experiments that just recently came in here. Uh, okay, so this is my test where I know for a fact that traffic works. Check this out. Traffic is a ranking factor just as much as links are. Let me go back a little bit here to May, apply that, update. So here I have a page ranking more or less three. This was server-wide fluctuation three. Um, here at around July 6th, we sent 60 people. At July 6th, right around here, we sent 60 people to this page. And they were instructed to do certain tasks. I will not tell you what those tasks are because I can't have everyone doing it and then <laughs> going to going to microworkers and doing it because then Google's going to notice and then they're going to obfuscate it and, and this won't be a ranking factor anymore. So I can't tell you what those exact actions are. And the actions make the difference. Uh, bot programs, BOT, bot programs don't work. 
garbage traffic doesn't work necessarily. It's got to be a certain kind of traffic that do certain kinds of tasks. But once they do, and I've tested this multiple times, here's just one of these tests. Once they do, boom, after a few weeks, that page pegged to number one and pegged to number one pretty consistently. And this drop here, I thought, oh, this was a server fluctuation. I checked my server. It's not a server fluctuation. This here, you can check on uh, Barry Schwartz's uh, 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 seroundtable.com blog, SEO blog himself. This was an industry-wide fluctuation right here. So it's interesting. It's interesting when my when my uh, when my uh, pages see industry-wide fluctuations. So this was an industry-wide fluctuation, and then see, it's it, I haven't sent any more traffic to it, and still pegged at number one for the most part. So this uh, actually supports the the quality score hypothesis. In 2012, Google uh, produced a patent called the Panda Patent. It's the latest Panda Patent, and in it, it said that they would they would compute a quality score based on the the actions of a user going to a page. And so this supports that hypothesis. They're actually using that, uh, that, that patent. And this is how it works. So here's my traffic test. If you want to know what actual actions need to happen to make to, to peg it uh, to get the actual ranking boost, at least a 200% a, 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 a ranking boost at least, uh, then you'll have to email me and we'll have to discuss how, how we would make that happen. And then the last test I did, but what about bounce rate? You're going to ask me, uh, does it have to be a good traffic? Can it bounce? Does bounces count? Well, let me show you another test that we did here. Um, here it is here. So I did a few tests on this one. So first, first one I did is I did a text mention test. And it seemed to work for one day. What is a text mention? Well, a text mention is just going out on, on the interwebs and saying, hey, these guys are the best for red apples. Go to www.redapples.com and, and check out check them out for red apples. And www.redapples.com is not a link. It's just straight text. And I actually got this page to move up for one day. But you'll notice it's ranking on sixth in Google now. You might be wondering, well, why? Why is this ranking so poorly? Well, I'll show you what's happening because I then did an EMD test. I wanted to see, do exact match domains have more ranking power than a page which is named after the keyword? And what do you think? Do you think it worked? The white hats out there would be no, no, no. Exact match domains are, are bad. You're not supposed to have them. And Clint's going to be snickering and going, yes, exact match domains are great. And in this case, Clint is right. We made an exact match domain. And as you can see, it ranked number one. And we even made a, a, a blogger, a blogspot blog named after the keyword, and it ranks number two. And in fact, Google thinks this is such a high quality one, such in terms of semantic, because there's no, there's no, uh, uh, well, there was traffic actually. Uh, but in terms of semantic, there's no traffic going to the blogspot one. And so it's getting, it's getting two listings because apparently it's such a good semantic that Google's like, Google has no idea what HE1Z05, you know, it has no idea what this is. So it's like, well, I know this blog page is all about it, so I'm going to give you two pages from that one site. And then it even ranks CuteStat. For you guys who know what CuteStat is, whenever sometimes you register your domain on GoDaddy, it'll it'll automatically go and, and make like a CuteStat listing and like a new website listing and things like that, like this crap down here at the bottom, like this, this, this whatever. Oh, this was the link we made, sorry. This registry, the db.com, all these kind of garbage links that you get made when you when you do a domain name registration. It it went and made all this crap as well, which 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 I didn't want it to do, but it was actually a uh, it was an accident, an accident in the lab that it turned out being uh, very good. 
because I can see even this, because it's in the domain, is ranking over the page. So if any White House out there tell you that exact match domains are dead or that they don't rank anymore, well, I have a number of tests, and this is not the only test I have. I have a number of tests that contradict that myth. However, I'm not saying, therefore, you should all go out and buy exact match domains. Uh, that is not what I am suggesting. Uh, John Mueller has specifically stated that exact match domains are filtered and that you might see one on the SERP. So if you think you can be the one, the one that gets to be on the SERP, then fine. Uh, uh, you can try it. But as I showed here, it does get a boost. Now, let me show you some more interesting information about this. So you ought to use some risk mitigation strategy when, when this is involved. Oh, the infinite regress. There we go. So if you think you can be the one that's going to get past Google's filter of low-quality low EMDs, by all means, but you better have a very high conversion rate because they're, they're going to watch that. Now, also, um, I don't know if you saw the last SA episode. That's probably why you want to be in there, but the last monthly roll-up that they put out, Kyle actually disproved John Mueller, and he ranked four emds.com, .net, .info, and .org all on for the same search term. Ooh, and was this um, was this a, a single variable test, or was no, this? He actually used a real keyword that people might search for. Yep. Yeah, and that that SIA test was awesome. Yep. Yes. Awesome. Well, see, this is why we test. So I am the first to admit when I'm wrong, based on tests, not based on people's mythical knowledge, but based on tests. And so, so even my risk mitigation strategy might be too too conservative, right? I don't know if I would recommend, I definitely wouldn't recommend changing your, your URL once you've already bought it and ranking it. But if you're starting out and you think that you could you could rank it, I mean, you might want to give it a shot. Uh, we've got some good tests here to show that it maybe it's not as risky as, as I possibly think. Now, let me show you some other very interesting stuff that happened with this test. And then we're going to get to some site clinic stuff. So get your questions in the chat and get your site clinics in the chat. Uh, oh, the infinite regress of search. There we go. Okay, so here's some very other interesting stuff that we did. So I wanted to test, okay, well, what about bounce rate? What if people do this search and they go, ah, oh, they click here and then they go back really fast. What is that going to do? Is that going to give up? Is this going to, is that, is the bounce rate going to give this a negative ranking factor? And as you can see here, we sent, uh, I don't know, uh, 50 or 100 different people to, uh, on December 15th, starting on, around December 15th, we sent them to test bounce rate. And I also did it in the group, and I did it on Twitter. And I said, go here and bounce right away like you don't like it. So we did a whole bunch of traffic. And I thought, hypothesis, if there's a negative ranking factor, this is going to go down. Well, it didn't go down. It didn't go down at all. It didn't go down over Christmas. In fact, over Christmas, it got site links. You guys know what site links are. It's the, it's the, you know, the, the extended kind of indented thing here where you can click links that are like about us, contact us you know, those kinds of links on the page. So sending that that traffic, even though they were only there for under 30 seconds, and even though they pretended like they didn't like the page, and even though ostensibly this was not happy traffic by any stretch of the, of the imagination, this is the, this site got site links because Google's like, well, they're getting the traffic on the SERP, right? And my hypothesis was that bounce rate was not, was not going to be a negative factor. The reason is because it's too easy to manipulate. It's too easy to go on microworkers and say, hey, send a 1,000 visitors to this page and then bounce right away. And if that was a negative SEO tactic, it would be too easy to do. And so it's very fascinating what's happened here. I used to have a Twitter listing here because I mentioned 
this keyword on my Twitter when I told them to go here and bounce, I used to show up right about here for Twitter. So if there was any question about whether Twitter or not uh, was being used by Google, it is. But see, it's freshness. It has to do, Twitter has to do with freshness. And see, it's not here anymore. It's not even, uh, I, I wonder if it's on the second page here, maybe. Uh, oh, here it is. It's Yeah, it's filtered down to the second page. So this is where I, I said go on here and then bounce under five seconds, right? And then, oh, this is weird. Facebook, <laughs> all the weird Facebook things that take it's 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 associated images with this uh, with this keyword. It's like I, it's very interesting to see what images it associates with this keyword because this is a garbage keyword that never existed before, and I have no idea who these people are or what this is. This is a picture of of the of the index page that's winning though. By the way, uh, oh no, from CuteStat. That's a picture from CuteStat. Fascinating. So bounce rate, as far as I can tell. Uh, I'm checking January 17th, and it's a few weeks later. And if it was going to sync it uh, when they updated the Panda algorithm, that I think updates every three to five weeks, that gives a boost or a minus, it would give the minus, and it hasn't given a minus. So, or or the minus it gives is not as powerful as the EMD factor. I suppose you could say that too. So that's the tests I have. This is the test that just finished. Uh, it had site links uh, at around the time when it was getting the traffic. You notice it doesn't have them anymore, at least for me. If you see site links when you do this search uh, in your in your uh, in your neck of the woods, uh, let me know. But uh, so those are the tests that I had run recently. Uh, and so there's my experiment. So so that's kind of how uh, you have to do SEO these days. You have to test. You have to do experiments. You can't just listen to someone else's blog and make conjecture. I mean, you can all you like. And some things we can't test, and we have nothing but conjecture to go on. And that's where we take a risk mitigation strategy. Like, for example, if I had never run those EMD tests, my stance would be, well, John Mueller said not to do it, so I wouldn't recommend it. And that's being a responsible SEO consultant, that's what my position would have been. But I would have been irresponsible overall because I didn't get off my lazy ass and do experiments or join a group that does experiments or I didn't get off my lazy ass and run a correlation study, right? And so we, we do the best we can if we're trying to be responsible SEO consultants, but overall we're doing a bad job if we just, quite frankly, don't do these experiments. And the reason why I can go onto pretty much every SEO community online and I can slag them off is because I know for a fact they don't do this. I check their experiments and their experiments are crap, right? They're in the field observations that they're not isolating the environment so they can have more confident predictions. So that's my rant on experiments, guys. I hope you liked it. Clint, Ted, do you have any comments about that? Uh, I, for one, uh, completely agree with your infographic. And uh, I'd point out that the testing you put in number one leads to more correlation. Indeed. They all connect, right? And you get you, you do some correlations and you think of experiments to run and then you run some experiments and you think, oh, I wonder if that's going to correlate. And you run Cora to see if it correlates. And when you have two of those nodes on that uh, or two or more of those nodes on that uh, that, that sweeping uh, line I, I, I drew that are, that are correlating with each other, uh, like if you have single variable experiments proving it is the case and John Mueller saying that's the way it should work and Cora saying that's the way it should work, that's when you have knowledge. That's when you have SEO knowledge. Not because you went to SMX West and listened to Gary Ilyish on stage and he said, well, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or he winked at you in the in the hallway passing by. You're like, hey, Gary. And he's like, wink. And you're like, yes, the disavow file truly works. Like that is not, that's not how knowledge works, right? If you, if you were a scientist and you operated in that fashion, you would be fired. 
right? You would be fired on the spot if that's how you operated. There is no reason why you should be so irresponsible with your client's money uh, that you know, you're just going off of hearsay and and myth essentially. Like you think if you do a dance, it's going to rain, and therefore their their pages are going to rank. That's that's the same kind of level of knowledge. So the, quite frankly, the SEO industry needs to pull their pants. The puss needs to put, needs to put their big boy and big girl pants on and start running experiments and joining groups that run experiments, uh, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, that's the only place where you generate knowledge and you're not generating more guesses, more hypotheses. So, Josh, can can you explain why uh, you can't really share out and publicize your test keywords and what that does to the test results if you do? Yeah, um, it's because, as, as you said here in the chat, it spoils the test. <laughs> uh, I found, after I found that traffic is a ranking factor, now we can never go there anymore. So I use the Tor browser. So if you guys have never downloaded the Tor browser, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, encrypted browser that uses random proxies around the internet, and it is not using the same features that all the other major browsers are, Firefox, IE, and Chrome all use uh, something called the safe browse feature, which sends packets to Google. So Google can test whether or not you're going to a malware website. You know that big malware screen that pops up? You're going to a malware site. Guess who runs that database for free? Google, right? And they have for ever since it started. So uh, if you want to test the actual pages and click around, use Tor. Um, warning, a word of warning, Tor is also often used by terrorists and, and, and criminals and people who don't want the NSA to spy on them. Uh, so you might get on a list somewhere. So I'm warning you ahead of time. I'm a, I'm a white straight male, so I don't have to worry about too much prejudice. But if you happen to be of Persian or Arabic descent, I don't know if you want to download Tor. <laughs> you might land up on some list somewhere. But uh, so I'm warning you. But uh, but you can you can mess up the tests, right? So I can't click on any of these results. Uh, and 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 I'm sure that there is some factors going on about actually doing the search. And my IP address doing the search could have a factor as well. I can't isolate that. When I say single variable environment, it is it is better than some people say. Like I, I said this out there on other places, and they're like, you can't have any kind of single variable environment. It's impossible to draw any conclusions. And then my response is, well, then you can't draw any conclusions in SEO and, and shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about. But So it's not as bad as that, but but it is more single variable. So, uh, and I can't say some things that happens because again, I don't want to mess up, I don't want to mess the tests that I'm doing and other tests, so stuff like that. Everything I've shown you here, if you want to click on it, you, you can click on it. It doesn't, it's probably not going to affect anything I'm doing. Okay, so let's see here what questions we can answer, what site clinics we can do for the last bit of the show here. Um, I see that somebody wants uh, the link for SIA, sure thing. I will put it in the description at the end of the show. Or email me, and I can send it to you as well, joshbashinsky at gmail.com. Uh, Stephen Buchanan says, this is the show with the most back pain pills. You're right, although my back has been fine for months. You'll be happy to know that my back has been fine for months, and I've been grappling and, and, and punching with the best of them. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, uh, Josh loves his infographic. I do. <laughs> I really, really do because it's so necessary right now. Uh, okay, so uh, Jorge asks, have you seen the new AI child that autocodes itself by using what's right and wrong parameters? Uh, we should do something like that to get more variables. I'm not sure what you're referring to, but I, I agree with you that AI is super interesting, and uh, we're going to be seeing a lot more AI machine learning-based uh, stuff coming out from Google. Um, 
This is great. Thanks, Josh. You're welcome. How many times do I repeat the test? I repeat the test as many times as possible. So uh, SEO Intelligence Agency has also done a lot of these tests. Some of them they've done like eight or 10 times, like the on-page tests for keyword density they're testing. Kyle has run that test at least six times. So some of these tests we run multiple times. And just like science, I mean, the general theory of relativity wasn't proven in one test. Uh, evolution wasn't proven in one test. Climate change wasn't proven in one test. It took hundreds of tests by hundreds of different groups of scientists before they're confident enough to say, yeah, this is a fact. This is what's happening. Uh, these hypotheses are affirmed beyond, beyond doubt at this point because we've done, we've done it hundreds of times. And so I admit we are just, you know, a to in total maybe five people on the Internet doing these kinds of tests and publishing it. Um, we need more people. <laughs> we need more people. So please help us with tests. Um, uh, uh, Raj, uh, Rajdweep has a question. He says, Cora finds the top ranking factor in the particular niche. Maybe there could be a possibility that CTR could be an authoritative factor in one SERP and redundant in others. So the results that you are finding through this CTR experiment can't be generalized. You're right. You are absolutely right. Um, there is a danger to generalizing the correlation uh, results, but there's less a danger to generalizing these results because Google doesn't know what this 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 keyword is about. It's an imaginary keyword that I made up. And so you'll know they'll, they'll be like, do you want images? Do you want info pages? Here's the EMD. You're right. They could have extra rules that are like, well, in a keyword that I know what it's about, I'm not going to give you an EMD because historically in the payday loans space, for example, these EMDs were nasty, so I'm going to demote them. They could have a secondary patch on top to do that. They could. Um, also, um, uh, it could be a freshness, right? CTR, the clicks, the searches you get and the CTR you get has a lot to do with the freshness of the query as well. It could very well be freshness that they have that that's giving you that boost and that that CTR plus freshness equals boost CTR and no freshness equals no boost. That could be a factor as well. So I will be the first to admit that I am have specific hypotheses that I am I am get, getting evidence to help affirm or to help deny. Emphasis on the word help, right? But this is where we start getting knowledge and we generate more hypotheses. Yes, but at the end of the process, there is knowledge as opposed to speculation. Always just leads to more speculation without testing. So we have to be careful about our our uh, our the 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 the, uh, the the conclusions that we draw. Uh, as Ted uh, mentioned here, he says uh, they do. Cora doesn't measure CTR. Unfortunately, Cora can't measure quality factors. But Ted and I, I don't know Ted, if you want to comment, if you want to tantalize some people who are using Cora, thinking of using Cora, we thought of some ways we might be able to track a little bit of quality. Um, have you had any le leeway in maybe in importing some of those some of those factors? Um, not not yet. Uh, you know the the two that seem to matter. Well, the three that seem to matter the most uh, would be, you know, the overall traffic of the website, uh, the click-through rate uh, for the specific website in the uh, search term, and then repeat visitation. Mm -hmm. And uh, those those are things that all the data providers uh, don't tend to publish. And the few places that have the traffic estimates tend to be, you know, wildly off. So it, it's a tough one to do. 
Yeah. Have you checked SEM rush? Is is their traffic wildly off? Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's it's not it's not the best representation. They're they're playing estimation games by where you rank. It looks like, and you know, those aren't an accurate way to do it because they don't account for, uh, you know, the call to action influencing the click through rate and things like that. Yeah. So unfortunately, there's this is where Google holds all the cards. And this is another reason why I think they moved in this direction, because it's very hard for us to reverse engineer. And and uh, the only way for us to reverse engineer it is hypotheses. It might be a factor and then try and replicate it in a test. Um, it, you can't just read an HTML tag for quality. Right. So so I think that we might be able to and, and Ted and I have talked about this, but I think we might be able to get a kind of a quality analog. But if we can pull the uh, the landing page experience score out of AdWords, that could give us some ex some ideas to how high quality the page could be or not be. Uh, we can check how much it costs to bid in that uh, area. We might be able to calculate an algorithm. If the bids are much higher, it could be because they have a lower quality, a lower landing page experience. And if we, we run correlations, we might be able to see, well, bids are really high in this in this. Uh, across the board in this niche, maybe it's because there's lower quality, you know, who knows? And the traffic is higher or lower. You know, we might be able to write, write an algorithm there to have a guesstimate as to quality, but at the end of the, end of the day, it would be only a guesstimate and uh, it wouldn't be as scientific as we like to be, for sure. Bob Marks asks, how do I join the SEO intelligence agency? I've put the, 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 the URL in the chat and with a coupon code to get a discount. Uh, it's in the chat, and I will also put it in the uh, uh, description for the video afterwards. Um, uh, Bob asked Clint, he needs some specific, um, not specific white hat advice. <laughs> What's the best way to reach you? Uh, he's at DigitalEar. His website's digitalear.com. And uh, you also, Clint, you can also give out your contact information either now or at the end of the show. Yeah, info at digitalear.com. If I have time and it's not too bad, I'll. I'll reply. Um, otherwise, I'll make an appointment with you. Uh, Rajwi, Clint is 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 reachable. I reach him on a regular basis. Just Facebook maybe isn't the best place to do that. <laughs> Email him, and, and I'm sure uh, if if you guys got some traffic, you guys got some business you can work out. I'm sure he will help you. Uh, Ken asks, "What are our options? What are your options on TFIDF? Do you mean opinions, Ken? You said you typed options, but I may I imagine you mean opinions." What are your opinions on TFIDF? Ted, I know you have an opinion on TFIDF. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the thing we can measure in that algorithm is the uh, numerator, the term frequency part. Uh, the IDF is much harder to calculate because you have to know uh, the exact number of documents that Google has in their database, and they don't share that for a keyword. They give you an estimation, and again, we know those estimations are wildly inaccurate. But the important part of TF-IDF is the TF, the term frequency. And uh, TF-IDF is a relevance uh, algorithm. It, it helps you quantify how relevant a document is for a specific search term. And the general rule of thumb is whoever says it more is more relevant. So if you want to win on the relevance part of the search algorithm, uh, you need to use your keyword terms more in the appropriate places than the competitors. So the way to win on 
term frequency is to use those match words more on your page. Sweet. So there you have it from the guy who I know knows the most about TFIDF in an actual testing and proven environment. Mike Wild had a very long question. Um, the short answer is I would never change domain names. To give you a good answer, I would, Mike, I would need to actually do an audit on this website. Uh, my SEO audits uh, are uh, not as pricey as some white hats, but 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 still very good. I guarantee the results. I guarantee if you follow my audit that your rankings will be better. If any of you are listening to this and you're like, boy, I'd really like to rank better, but you don't know what to do, email me and get me to do an audit because uh, my audits are thorough. They're based on this evidence that I found. They're based on all the five ranks of SEO evidence. They're based on all my knowledge. And I guarantee, 100% guarantee that if you follow what's in my audit, after I audit your site, you will rank better and you will make more money and you will you will succeed and everyone else will die a horrible death. So email me if you want that audit, Josh Brashinsky at gmail.com. I do have a waiting list. Um, uh, anything else you, you say here? Uh, my question is that there's a probability. Should, should you move the server? No. Rebuild the site in HTML5? No, that has nothing to do with rankings, really, per se. Transfer domain name? No. You can move the server if you get faster. Transfer domain name? No, I wouldn't do that. You said that the site has recently seen 5 million links. Then, then that's great. That's good. Uh, as I showed you, it's really hard to negative SEO a site through links. Uh, so, so that's to the good. So again, you need someone to look at this. You can't just don't go to Facebook forum and don't go to a show like this and ask such a, an important detailed question. You need to have it's like going on to the that's like going on to a, a medical forum and asking if, if you should get your cancer looked at and have a have a have a, have a surgeon cut it out in some back alley. No, get a real doctor doing some real tests. You need a real SEO doing some real tests, which was my, my best suggestion of what I could what I could say there. Okay, folks, let's see what else we got here. Uh, any final questions we can answer? Uh, oh, so David says, hey, Josh, thanks for your site audit for Began Inspection. So I recently did an audit for, for Dennis Began there. Working on your suggestions, get in touch soon. You rock. Thank you. I try to rock on a regular basis. In fact, let's move the show over to the random fact segment. I just bought a loop station. See this here? This is the RC30 loop station. And I've been playing with it with my bass, which you see right there. And uh, you know what pisses me off about it, though? I can't output to my computer. I have to output to an amp. So I thought I could just output through this USB cable to my to my Mac, but it doesn't work that way. So I have to buy an amp. Oh well, I guess I'll have you to. You should. You should have talked to me. The Voice Life is a much cooler pedal for for that. You can even put down backing tracks on it and Ooh. play along, and it does uh, the vocal harmonies in addition. Oh, cool. Um, well, I got that one because it had two pedals, and I wanted to do a like a verse recording, backup recording, and a chorus backup recording. Um, you, most songs I play have two main parts usually. If they get complex, they have a bridge <laughs> or an outro, and they have different parts, right? So uh, we'll have to talk about that. If you anybody has suggestions for me of what, because I don't just want a looper that I can just do like one. You know, E, C, B, A flat, and that just repeats forever, and the song never changes. I want to be able to change to a, a chorus or a bridge. So email me about that. Uh, Clint, what's your final thoughts? Do you have any final random thoughts on SEO or otherwise? Anything in the world you want to talk about? Uh, I just want to answer. Ken Tippins put a question there. Have you ever seen a site rank but with backlinks, but by only revising 
uh, the internal links. And yeah, I've done that. I've done that a lot. You mm-hmm. especially uh, established sites, webmasters just naturally mess up the uh, internal link building. Uh, and you fix the silos, fix in, interlinking, and you can rank sites pretty quick. It's a good way to get easy wins. So, yes, yes, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Clint, you're totally right. Uh, internal links. I mean, there's, there's like a checklist of all the normal stuff you need to do, and then you could start doing more extra black hat stuff on top if you need to. And then uh, Bruh asks, "Do I audit websites in foreign languages?" Yes, I, I use a statistics-based uh, approach. So it doesn't matter if I can read the language of your site, I can read the stats. So yes, email me, joshbashinsky at gmail.com. So that's been about an hour, folks. Thank you for watching White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Bashinsky. You've been watching Clint Butler and Ted Kobitis. To contact myself for any SEO audits, any SEO, any SEO question at all, email me. It's not a problem. At joshbashinsky at gmail.com. That's J-O-S-H-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S-K-I at gmail.com. You can follow me at Josh Bashinsky on Twitter. And you can find more SEO experiments like this, more experimental results from SIA, more uh, uh, correlation studies that uh, Ted's done, more leaks from Google, more SEO experiments, and all kinds of goodies uh, at uh, youtube.com slash jbashins. That's J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. Please recommend us out there as an SEO show that you like to watch. And uh, good luck in the SERPs, and we see you next time. Bye, folks. Bye.